Welcome to this podcast, The Lash Chat. Here I will discuss all things lashes from techniques to products to troubleshooting, you name it, I'll chat about it. I'm your host, Frankie Widows. I started out as a full-time working lash artist back in 2012, and from there I developed my training academy and my own lash brand, Eyelash Excellence. I now spend most of my time traveling the globe, training students in my lash techniques, guest speaking at lash events, as well as judging at lash competitions. For more information on me and the products and services that I offer to the industry, then please visit my website, eyelashexcellence.com. And if you would like me to talk about a subject, then please just send me an email through my website or drop me a message through Instagram, Frankie Widows, and I will do my very best to cover that topic in my podcast. podcast we are going to be talking about whether we should offer infills on other artists work so to get straight to the point personally for me I never infill other lash artists work and this is just through my own experience over the years where this was a service that I did use to offer however the issue that I had was most of the work that actually came to me was pretty horrific and when I started to try and infill that work I had all sorts of problems So first of all, every lash artist uses different products. As such, trying to match products is impossible because a C curl in one brand could be like a CC curl in another brand and a 0.15 thickness could be like a 0.12 thickness in another brand. So trying to match products and get a consistent fill is always going to be impossible. So trying to figure that out and get the set to look balanced and blended is going to cause you so much headache And for the work that you're going to have to do at that infill, just to try and make the set blend, you might as well just do a removal and do a full set. Because I said the amount of time it's going to take you to sort of sit, look at the lashes, it's going to take you a good couple of hours and you could have done a full set in that time. So you're going to be earning half the money, but doing double the work. So that's one reason why I don't recommend it. Now, there's still a lot of lash artists out there that never recommend that their clients clean their lashes. And there's still a lot of customers out there or clients that, despite being told to clean their lashes, don't clean them or wear the wrong type of makeup or they're applying liquid eyeliner and all sorts of things. So what I found was that I had a lot of clients coming from elsewhere wanting an infill. And literally, when I went to clean the lashes, they were just full up of makeup buildup or they just hadn't cleaned the lashes. You had the onset of blepharitis starting. And I was having to do so much cleaning at the start of that set just to remove all of that debris that their lash artists had never told them to do or they chose not to do it. And again, it just made my life so difficult trying to infill these lashes. I also didn't know the lash map that had been used. So when you're trying to look at a client and trying to figure out what the mapping is, that's really difficult because at least when you are working on that client, you know your lash map because on your consultation form, you can either draw your lash map or I always stick my used pads to that form so that I know what I was mapping last time. So again, trying to figure out that lash map and get your lashes to blend into that set is really, really difficult. I also had a massive issue. I had a client that came to me and she'd had her lashes done about five weeks previously in Ireland. And she said that she had really good retention and therefore only needed a fill. So although I said, well, you've had them on five weeks, you're probably likely to need a full set. When she came to me, she actually did have about 50% of her set remaining. And they actually hadn't grown out that much. So she obviously had a very slow lash cycle. 
So I then lashed her and managed to blend the set as well as I could. And she was literally on the phone to me about a week later complaining because most of her lashes have fallen out. So I then had to get her in for a free fill. And when I put her back on the couch, I could actually see it was the old extensions that had fallen out and not mine. So she had lost about 50% of her set of lashes. But the ones that have fallen out, like I said, weren't mine. They were the old extensions because obviously glue has a shelf life. So after about five to six weeks, your glue will start to disintegrate and the bonds will start to become brittle and the lashes will fall off. So that is what had happened. But I was too new at the time to realise that. So she had 50% of my lashes left, but she blamed me for having no lashes. And I then had to honour her infill through no fault of my own. So actually, I kind of ended up being out of pocket for it. So it was from then on that I just decided not to actually do infills on other people's work. I also then started realising that most of the work that was coming to me was bad because there was a reason why that client had not gone back to their previous therapist. It was usually because they didn't like what that therapist had done. And when they got on my couch and I looked deep into the lash line, I could see the reason being like they'd stuck eyelashes to the lash line. There was so much glue that we used in there that it was so painful for the client. Again, the sets didn't look nice. So when they came in and their styling was all over the place, so a lot of the time, Therapists were using lengths far too long in the inner corner, which are uncomfortable for the client because they start touching the inner eye socket. They also distort the face. So if your lengths are too long in the inner corner, it will actually drag your eye downwards. So I was then having to strip out so many unsuitable lashes because it would just ruin the whole set. That actually what I kind of had left was about 10 to 15% of good lashes that I could use. So not only was I trying to sort of match the extension, so the right curl, the right thickness, I literally had hardly anything in front of me and I was kind of having to do a full set but only doing an infill price from it. So that for me was one of the reasons after all of those really, really bad experiences, I decided to no longer offer infills on other people's work. The only time that I have actually done an infill on somebody else's work is if I know the therapist. So sometimes you'll have other therapists that you get on well with or you know that they do good work and then you can contact that therapist before and I've done it and said, look, I've got your client in. Can you tell me what lash map that you did on her and what lashes you use? And then they'll just send you over. Yeah, I did this lash map. These are what I use. And you can do it like that. But I've literally only done that a couple of times because I trusted the lash artist that she was coming from. But other than that, guys, from my personal opinion, it is not worth the hassle of doing infills on somebody else. Now, what you choose to do is completely up to you. If you think that you don't mind working on other people's work, then absolutely go for it because there is a niche. But for me, when you're a very, very busy working lash artist and you've got enough clients coming in, you don't need to be setting yourself extra work and not particularly earning that much out of it. So again, it really, really is horses for courses. Now, another thing that I used to do and then I stopped doing it and now I've started doing it again was I never used to do removals on other people's work. So I started off doing removals on other people's work and I was literally charging peanuts for it because in my original training, we were told maybe like seven to 10 pounds for a removal. But the problem was that most people that came to me for a removal came from elsewhere because they hated their lashes or they were really uncomfortable. And as such, they didn't want to go back to that lash artist. So when they came to me, there was so much glue used on them and God knows where this glue was from. You know, it was like freaking cement. You couldn't get it off. 
and removals were literally taking me like an hour and a half to do and I was earning seven pounds out of it so I actually stopped doing removals like I said because I was with the client for two hours and I was earning seven pounds out of it so then I completely took removals off my price list and then I would only do a removal if they were coming to me for a full set and already had lashes on and then if it took me less than 15 minutes to do a removal I would do that for free but if it took me over that I would charge I think it was like five pounds every 15 minutes so that was the only time I did removals but then I also decided to actually open up removals again because I had a lot of people that contacted me that had been victims of bad lash artists and were desperate to get their lashes off and I was one of them you know very very early on when I started having lashes before I was in the industry. I had the most horrific set done on me ever. They just looked like somebody had stuck spiders on my face. My right eye was touching my eyebrow. My left eye was touching my cheek. It was horrific. And I remember my mum saying, oh my God, what the hell has she done to you? I actually had to cut the lashes with scissors so that I could go to work the next day. I had to curl them with eyelash curlers to make the left eye lift upwards. And every time I blinked, they were pinching and I was seeing stars. Oh my God, they were so painful. But I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to go back to that girl because she'd actually, well, first of all, she'd stuck my eyes together. So I couldn't open my eyes for about 10 minutes. And I didn't want to go back to her. So I actually went somewhere else and she took the lashes off for me, which again took about an hour and a half. And I kind of remembered back to that experience that actually I should be offering a service to those poor clients that have been the same victim that I've been. So for that, I then actually decided that I would offer removals, but unfortunately for clients, I would be charging a minimum of £25 because I had to look at it that at worst case scenario, if it was going to take me an hour to get those lashes off, I had to charge at least £25 because they're coming in into a completely sterile environment where I've set up for that client. I also have to do a consultation before I can do a removal. So that's going to take me extra time. The time in which it takes to obviously do the treatment and then set everything back up for my next client. I had to be earning at least £25 for that. And then what I also did do was if it took me any longer than an hour, I would add £10 for every 15 minutes that it then took me past an hour to get that set off. And again, that came from an experience that I had whereby I had a lady come to me and we were due to do a removal. It was an evening appointment that started at six, I think it was. I was due to do a removal off her and put a full set on and she'd had her lashes done out in Cyprus while she was on holiday. So she came to me and we could not get these lashes off. It literally took me two and a half hours to get these lashes off and I don't know what they'd used on her. And this poor girl, like her eyes were so red and painful at the end of it like I'd been as gentle as possible but her eyes were too traumatized and I said to her look due to the time of night as well but also you need probably a week for your eyes to literally settle down and what had happened was I'd, I'd said that I'd include that removal in the price and that then when she came back I would obviously do the full set and actually the girl never came back so I actually spent two and a half hours of my time working for free it was my bad I probably should have said to her at the end of the appointment look it has taken me this amount of time to get them off and you owe me this money but I just assumed that she was going to come back so that was one of my reasons why I don't trust anybody now like you know if, if that would have happened now I would have said to say to her look I've spent two and a half hours of my time doing this I am going to need to charge you for that but we all learn from those experiences 
So yeah, so it's something that you really do have to consider with your business, whether you choose to offer that option or not. And if you do choose to offer it, you've got to make sure that you do charge accordingly so that you don't fall into the traps that I fell into because nobody taught me about that when I was coming up through the industry. So I hope that one has assisted. Like I said, up to you whatever you want to do. I just thought it'd be great for me to put my spin on it because it is a question that I see asked on the forums quite a lot. <laughs> and again, I think I saw a post about two days ago where a therapist posted that she had a lady come from an infill from elsewhere and literally this lady had like three lashes on one eye and two lashes on the other eye and again the therapist was in a really difficult predicament because she'd booked out the time for an infill she said she'd charge that client an infill price and then she had this client in front of her that obviously needed you know two and a half hours booked out for a full set because she only had like two lashes on one eye and three lashes on the other so this is another reason why actually it is difficult, but with if you don't live in a country where you do consultation. So in the UK, uh, we actually have to legally patch test our clients before they can come in for an appointment. So this is great for us because it means that we get to see that client before we do any type of infill or any type of full set. But obviously, if you're in a country where you don't have to patch test, and we'll talk about patching in another podcast, if you've never seen that client before, like on this post, and that client rocks up and you've got that in front of you, you're really stuffed because there's a real grey area there between do you honour what you said to her uh, when she was booking the appointment or do you then say to that client actually that's not an infill um, and also you know it's potentially that you don't have enough time at that appointment to do an infill because it's a full set. So it's a really tricky one coming up through the industry and figuring out what works for you. And you're going to get it wrong so many times like I did. But as long as you learn from those experiences and you can change your business and your policies all the time, it's really not an issue. But yeah, I really hope that one has given you a little bit of assistance into deciding whether or not it's going to be viable for you as a business to offer infills. But like I said, whatever you choose to do, guys, it's completely up to you. So thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to check me out at eyelashexcellence.com. And if there's something you would like me to speak about, please don't hesitate to get in contact with us. All details can be found on the website. And I hope to see you at my next podcast. Bye.